Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from our slightly different perspective. You know, they say fall is a season for change, and it certainly has been a time of change for me and for my home aquarium. I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to embrace something new and exciting. Or is that just exciting? Or it could be new, or could it be new if it has some old or familiar elements to it? Or does it even matter? You know, as I reimagined my home Blackwater Aquarium, I found myself drawn to some materials which I've used before and a layout concept that I played with several times. And this is interesting to me because it sort of goes against some of my philosophies about pushing myself to always try new things. Well, at least on the surface. And then again, it is entirely new, sort of. Oh, and I was kind of mentally drained a bit lately, adding to the challenge of creating a new tank. If you recall, I was sort of obsessed with Escape that I did last year featuring mangrove branches and roots. I really love not only the intricate way these branches work in, an, in a blackwater system, but how they look very un-mangrove-like, if that's even a word, uh, when they're laid out horizontally and locked together with multiple branches doing the job. And I never fully recovered, oh, the trauma, from tearing down that scape last year to do a new iteration. It just haunted me. So yeah, what did I do to get out of the funk I was in? I decided to do a new version of it, and it feels really good. Now let me talk about some stuff for a second. So as you can tell, like almost all of my tanks, this is in no way meant to be a hardcore biotope, perhaps biotope inspired or something like that. You'd likely never see the combination of materials and fishes together in a habitat like this. And that's okay. These kind of you know, tanks are really liberating for me and kind of fun to do. And when you ultimately see the fishes that are going to reside in this tank, you'll understand exactly what I mean here. I mean, the, 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 the you know, biotope idea, no, 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 not happening. But the idea of using mangrove wood uh, is because it's a rather unique configuration. It has an interesting shape. It's surprisingly easy to interlock pieces into place to create a sort of matrix of tangled branches, which is something I love. On first thought, you think that mangrove is not something you traditionally use in a blackwater aquarium. Well, actually, I think you, you can do it just fine. Uh, two thoughts on this. First, I select mangrove for its utility, not to try to create, you know, recreate a specific mangrove habitat. And believe it or not, there are fresh and blackwater mangrove habitats, which is something I consider for a future scape, for sure. Um, you know, I'm thinking of doing something similar for a Borneo-inspired habitat. Uh, so we'll hold on to that thought for a bit. Oh, second thought, mangrove leaches a surprisingly large amount of tint-producing tannins, and it's a really good recruiter of biofilms and microbial growth. It's long-lasting, it's versatile, and it's quite useful. It's just fine for freshwater, and I've never detected any salt leaching out of it. And I have some pretty accurate testing capability for salt, believe me. Now, over the next few weeks, I expect to see plenty of biofilms and other growth showing out of this wood. Mangrove is a kind of a dirty wood because of the environment it grows in. Now, perhaps it's a lazy habit, a practice I certainly don't recommend to others, but I, for some reason I don't tend to pre-soak this wood before I use it. Like, just rinse it off, you know, give it a good look, and, and start scaping. And of course, this is likely what unleashes a lot more biofilm and such into the tank than if I did pre-soak it. However, I see this as almost a biocatalyst of sorts, sort of seeding the tank with you know, beneficial bacteria and other microorganisms. 
Now, where the tank is right now, it, it, it was cloudy. Um, you know, the wood was being weighed down with rocks because this mangrove floats like mad. And it has a very harsh look to it at first. But you watch, it starts evolving over time. What I usually do uh, in my aquascaping is I get the initial wood laid down, the sort of the anchor pieces. And then I iterate and I add more pieces to fill it out after a day or two. And I know you'll ask me, why do I have the wood going vertical? When you see this tank, look at it on the blog. You'll see the, you know, breaking the water line. You'll think, Thelman, have you sold out? You're following some trend or something? It's like, no, no, no. Uh, I hope you know me better than that. It's actually more functional than anything else. One of my favorite fishes, the Nanostomus equus, the brown or dip-tail fen- pencil fish, which is going to be one of the stars of this tank, they, it feels much more secure and acts much more naturally when it can hang out under the cover provided by projecting branches and stuff. They spend a large part of their day in and among these mangrove branches and blend in surprisingly well. Plus, having those overhead branches tends to keep them more calm, less likely to jump. And trust me, working with open-top tanks over the years with this fish, I learned the hard way. I've lost a few to jumping. And you might be asking, why are the fishes in this tank at such an early phase anyway? Fair enough. Now, if you recall, this tank was running just just several days ago as a sort of a plant-centric Asian-themed blackwater tank which I had no real love for, for some reason, but whatever. The prior residents were moved to a temporary holding tank, and they were waiting a new Asian-themed tank that I'm going to be building in the office. And Jody Siadi, our creative director, was real eager to rehome the fishes in his South American tank, some of which were from me in the first place. Here we go. And as he starts some new projects, he's going to do some new biotope-inspired stuff. So it was like, dude, I'm bringing my fishes by from my tank tomorrow. I'm like, uh, okay, Johnny, sounds good. See you then. Not ideal, but in the end, not really a big deal to me. I just had to work a little bit faster. And of course, this tank was never deactivated. It was just remodeled or reworked. So what I did, I did a large water exchange. I removed all the leaves on the bottom of the tank. And I left about 85 to 90% of the substrate intact. What I did is I just removed some of the aquatic plant soil, which had a kind of an artificial look to it. Uh, And that was mostly covered by sand, but I removed the rest of it. And... um, now I've sort of uh, sort of reworked the whole thing, and I left just a mix of carob sea sunset gold, which is sort of my go-to uh, sand, and a little bit of white uh, uh, silica sand in place. I added a little bit more, along with a little touch of sediment that I really like, because I always use sediment for some reason. So despite there's some you know disruption physically, the nitrogen cycle continued to function. There was no spike, no ammonia, no nitrate or nitrite, and everything looked good. And again, with it being an all-in-one tank, with the filter and biological media isolated in the rear of the tank there was no real disruption to it and yeah i test ammonia and nitrite regularly when i do crazy stuff like this because you can never be too careful and i didn't actually place the fishes into the tank until after the initial hardscape was set so to minimize you know the ultimate stress to them and let me tell you this was an unflappable set of fishes they've been through this stuff before and they're pretty chill and um since johnny and i have similar habits we're both you know heavy feeders water exchange fanatics and users of RODI, the care and the water parameters were quite close to to each other. And um, the only difference maybe is I like a little darker tint than he does. He likes a little more clear water. So the fishes that I'm using are a mix of some old friends and some new ones. Um, The stars are definitely going to be, ultimately, uh, my Sailfin Tetris, Cranocus spolaris, which will be transferred from another tank once this... uh, is really done settling in and and being detailed. These guys don't like being disturbed, so it's best to add them to a tank after you're done kind of messing with it. And the co-stars are going to be my absolutely beloved faves, the Nanostomus equus, the brown or dip-tail pencilfish, as I mentioned before. 
Oh, and I have my uh, Pecolosia Compta, the L134 Leopard Frog Pleco. She's back. Uh, I'm on loan to Johnny. <laughs> she's about three years old now, has the same vibrancy and really just chill attitude that she's had um, you know, ever since uh, she was a juvenile. And I dare say she's a bit more outgoing she was when I last hosted her. And, you know, it, it, I'm adding some lemon tetras, some corridoras, some, some, you know, fish that I've had before over the years, but haven't had recently. These were in Johnny's tank, and I'm like, God, I really like these fishes. So what this big ensemble means with all these disparate fishes is that any semblance of an accurate biotope is out the window for this aquarium. But hey, it's my home tank, and it's supposed to be fun. Fun's like the overlying theme here. So yeah, this was a bit different, but it's what happens when you adapt a mindset of continuously trying to serve up new looks and inspiration to your community. You got really good at shuffling stuff. Now, it's not always ideal for the fishes, I know, but they seem to take it in stride. And that being said, this tank's going to be up for a long time because this is my home and I don't like messing around with my home tank too much. And neither does my wife. So, you know, got to keep it, keep it consistent. <laughs> and you might recall from my recent blog that I was just in this sort of uninspired place, a little bit burned out creatively. Well, all it took was looking at that empty tank and thinking about what makes me happy aquarium-wise and the act literally of placing one piece of the kind of wood I wanted to use in that tank, and it just flowed. Now, credit to Johnny. When he came over, we looked at the tank. He got all excited about seeing this blank canvas, and that just sort of flowed over to me. Um, he's like, dude, just put a place, place one piece of wood in there and see what happens, and I did. And within, I don't know, like an hour, boom, I had my initial scape done. And then, of course, there's always the next day. So I woke up the next day, stared at the tank for a while, looked at the, an extra batch of mangrove that I had sitting around that I brought with home with me. I started tweaking the, the hardscape a little bit, adding you know, a few more pieces. The goal was to sort of fill things out a bit to make it a little bit less harsh and more intricate, you know, facilitating better hangouts for the pencil fishes and the crinucas that are going to be added soon. So there I am. The tank's a lot more intricate. Yeah, getting a net in there is like out of the question without pretty much destroying the entire wood stack. And that's always a good sign to me that I've come up with something that I'm going to like, believe it or not. Because I like simple ideas, but complex tangles of wood and branches. And this one fits the profile perfectly. Another 24 hours went by and the water's starting to tint up nicely with those tannins from the mangrove branches leaching into the water column. And it looks a less harsh already. And the water's getting clear now so I can get a real better feel for the scape and where it's going. And... As you can tell, I tend to move a little bit slowly. This was uncharacteristically fast, and I'll often live with the tank for a little bit before I complete the initial scaping. Now, granted, I don't usually have fishes in there right off the bat, so this is a little bit different, but it gives me a real feel for the tank and where it is in the process of where I want it to go. So what's up next for this tank? I'll share it with you. In this instance, it's going to be adding some botanicals, and it's going to mainly be bits of broken up mangrove barks, perhaps some mangrove leaves, and maybe a few more sturdy uh, botanical pieces. I want to leave a fair amount of open sand uh, there because I kind of am liking the look right now and I like seeing the quarries playing on the sand. Uh, it'll be a simple look. It'll soften up the scape, grab a few biofilms, and it'll just make it evolve nicely. So here we go. It's almost time for me to pass the torch to nature and let her take over the rest of the evolution of this tank. And that's the best part of the whole process, in my opinion. And I want to share this whole journey with you because I've done this before, but so many new people kind of along for the ride with Tannen lately think it's fun to show you that we're always trying new things so yeah this tank is a mixture of old new and completely familiar with a healthy touch of the unfamiliar and of course through it all nature is going to be the chief engineer of the system doing what she does so very well and yeah i'm out of that little mental funk that i was in for you know for a while and i've added back the one element that was missing fun and this is fun it's a bit of mashup of stuff but really fun and it's all good 
yeah, it's a good place to be. And I'm glad you're joining me. Stay excited, stay bold, stay creative, stay relaxed, stay happy, stay diligent, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks very much for your support in the blog and the podcast. Thanks for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you all in the next installment of The Tint.